The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Wonderful to have you with me this week. I am delighted to introduce you to someone that I've recently come to know. And it's almost as if I have met the male version of myself in certain ways, (laughs) because we've both done some similar things. I'm going to introduce you to a rap star named Nemo, and his life in the past few years has gone through tremendous change, both internally and externally, and we are going to discuss today what it really means to let yourself live by the heart, to allow yourself to dive into a world of service, to open to the experience of trust and the unknown in a way that you've never done before. I'm sure many of you are looking at your lives, and some may be feeling this isn't what it's supposed to be. There's got to be more. Well, hopefully today's conversation will help you to have some insight into what more can be for you. Fame and fortune crowded this gifted artist early on. He rocketed to stardom barely into his 20s, but Nemo remembers the dark despair of a night that found him lying awake at 2 a.m. with a searing question, is this it? In the eyes of the world, he was living the dream, but he was not at peace, not content, and not in a daily space of joy and gratitude. He began wondering, where does this all go? When does it stop? And where does this end? Well, a few years later, that turned into Empty Hands Music's mission, which is to spread seeds of goodness in the world through selfless service, music, and love. All of Empty Hands Music offerings are gifts to the world. Empty Hands is a 501c3 nonprofit, and it's a 100% gift offering with an intention to spread seeds of goodness through its music, events, and sharings all across the world. And he has been around the world to many beautiful places. It's spread through grassroots. It's an arts-based service work from the Gandhi Ashram for underprivileged children in the slums of Ahmedabad in India. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Nemo to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Nemo. It's great to have you on. Thank you so much, Simran. And it's uh, beautiful to be a part of um, your offering here with 1111. Thank you. Well, it definitely struck me how truly from the heart you come, both in the words of your music, which we will share throughout the show, in addition to your manner, your language, the way you greet people, the way you embrace every individual, whether young or old, and allow them to really experience some of what you have gained through this journey yourself. And that's what I want to give people today. But to start off, I want to talk about where you came from, because so many people, particularly in the Western world, are running the rat race. They are trying Mm -hmm. to, to achieve that American dream where, unfortunately, it is a lot about the house and the cars and the bank accounts. And the, the fast life. So talk a little mm. bit about 
um, not so much living that life, but what got you to the point of letting go and what gave you the courage to truly release? Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely was um, also, I would say, attracted to the beautiful things in life. And, uh, and my journey led me to also want to pursue interests that I felt were going to feed my what what I had dreamed about when I was like in high school, for example. And, and I did go to business school and worked um, in corporate world and then started pursuing my own music career. Um, but I think what kept on chipping away at this artificial kind of outside of um, being satisfied by only the external experiences, what started chipping away at it was just different points along my timeline that I was, I was in a space of suffering or seeing others suffer. And that kept on making, you know, that kept on making me think or ask, wait, what is, is there's gotta be more to this than just me doing something for myself. And I think it started with 9-11 as, because I was working there in the World Financial Center. My apartment was right next door to the World Trade Center when all that happened and seeing lives being lost and people jumping out of buildings and trying to understand what the root cause of that was. It wasn't terrorism in my heart. It was um, suffering that was going on in people's hearts and minds all across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, and, and like that, my own suffering exists. And, and I, I think the journey of being becoming more and more aware of my own suffering inside, um, realizing that I'm not living to my most optimal human potential, which is has the capacity to pe- be at peace and has the capacity to, to share and ooze love out. When I started realizing I was nothing close to that, I think something came, you know, clicked and said, well, this isn't it. Something's got to be, something's got to give and I got to change um, and work towards that. And change. was that suffering, Nemo, was it a, a very painful kind of suffering or was it that kind of numbness that settles in for people or was it just being too caught up in the daily grind and, and just wanting more out of life? Yeah, that's a great question, um, Simric, because suffering comes in many forms. Uh, for me, I did go through some deeper emotional suffering, I think, um, when I look at uh, physical illnesses that I had with my hands, some chronic injuries, and then relationship-based suffering, which is more emotional. I think all of that combined, but eventually it came to a place where I, as a human being, have the capacity to not suffer. And I think that realization I don't need to be stressed out. I don't need to be striving for something that my ego seeks, but that I actually don't need. I don't need to be feeling irritated or annoyed or angry at people. All of these forms, subtle and gross of suffering for me became, uh, there was a point where I think it accumulated to a point where it's like, I don't need to be doing any of this. I can just be and enjoy and shine and, and feel good about these tiny moments I have before I leave <laughs> and I'm going to be leaving pretty soon, whatever, you know, whether it's 50 years or next tomorrow. So I want to be in joy while I'm living these days, you know? I know in my own experience, as I started to venture out in the world for much similar reasons, 
Part of the process was also releasing stuff. It was letting go of a lot of the weight of furniture, clothing, um, people, different types of stuff. And I found myself in a 200-square-foot RV traveling down the road with my two children, and it was the most freeing experience Mm. of my life to all of a sudden not have stuff. So how did Mm -hmm. you go from New York City where you had your own version of stuff what did it mm-hmm. take for you to be okay to let it go, to give it away, or, or however you released it? That's such a wise insight. For me, um, physical stuff is stuff. Whether we have a lot or we don't have much, actually, it doesn't make a big deal. But what what I kind of find very important um, now, looking back, is our relationship with the stuff. and And I think... My relationship was one of seeking and craving before where, yeah, I did have a vision of wanting to have a house on the cliff by a beach near the ocean. Um, I did have a vision of certain things like, you know, nice car, whatever good things. And these are all beautiful too, but I think it was that craving versus, um, just being okay with whatever I had. And if I did get that eventually, that's fine too. It's not a big deal. That, that created a lot of my um, probably whatever fo- small forms of suffering. So when I actually decided about six and a half years ago to leave uh, whatever that phase one of life was, um, which was a beautiful journey. It was a beautiful uh, 30 years. Um, the first experiment similar that I did was I got rid of everything that I had and I gave it away. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly what you were saying is I felt like it was my independence day that I can give away this watch that I've held in high esteem because of its brand and because of its value and, and feel good about it, that I can get rid of my thousand plus CD and DVD collection that I haven't been collecting over the past 10, 15 years and feel, um, nothing to it and, and, and be like, wow, here we go. This is a good cleanse and I don't need all this stuff. And actually when I get rid of it, I realize that I am lighter and I am healthier and I feel more at ease that I don't have anything to protect or to hold on to. Um, and so I'm more open and free. So that process was such a beautiful way to start the new journey and to redefine my relationship with things as well as money. And that was a big mm. part of my beginning journey. I want to repeat something that you said because it's very powerful. And it, it had to do with the relationship to the stuff, the emotions attached to the stuff. So I want people to really notice that because I don't think often we realize that we do have a relationship to our, our stuff. And so that next step then was a redefining of reality, a redefining probably of your identity. And like you said, money. As your journey shifted, all of that seems as if you are going from a very external space into the void and then almost into an internal space of shifting as well. Talk about the distinction that you became aware of within you between that let go externally and that shift into the internal. Yeah, it's it's um, it's like taking your magnifying glass and all your life it's um, been pointed outwards, and for the first time you shift the the joints 
and the hinges to, to point it inwards. And it's, it's a little scary. Um, it's a little, um, jarring because there's a lot of confrontation internally that you go through saying, wait, no, 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 the external is more important. What? You're wasting your time or you're, you're being unproductive or, um, you know, to focus on my, to spend, you know, an hour or two a day on meditation um, versus doing work or checking emails or communicating with people or getting something done, that's a, that's a shift in the way of, like, even just using my time. And so it, it, it did bring about a lot of pushback in, in my own way. And even, for example, when I, had, when I started working on projects again in, in the service world, um, it was very important for me to not get caught up in the projects that I was working on being just super focused on the result. And that was a change. It's, it's these habitual patterns that I had been cre- uh, created my whole life. I was li- literally trying to work against them. And so instead I said, Oh wait, no, 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 no. When I'm working with children, um, you know, I'm not trying to change them. I just want to learn from them. I need to be with them. I just need to share love with them. Whereas before, the old mentality was, what am I trying to execute here? What's the end goal? Let me make sure that they execute on that and that they, they're they bettered by this experience in some way. So there were a lot of things that started shifting, um, you know, from, from the way. And, and, and it was a gradual process for sure. And it's still going on. It'll be a lifetime process. But the idea now is to definitely live ex- live externally in the sense of in the practical world and really enjoy that experience, but constantly trying to find ways to put the magnifying glass within and purifying this internal space so that whatever is happening on the outside is okay, is beautiful, is powerful in its own way, but not dependent on it. I don't want to be attached to it. From an Ivy League education to Wall Street to fame and fortune as an MTV rap star, at some point along Nemo's journey, he realized that he was walking a path of suffering and that only path to light was through selfless service to others and his own internal purification. For the past five and a half years, Nemo has been serving and working with the underprivileged communities in the Gandhi Ashram in India. Most recently, Nemo has reconnected to his roots of music and offers this gift of love, peace, and oneness through his song, an offering he calls Empty Hands Music. You can go to emptyhandsmusic.org and download the album for free. It's something that you will thoroughly enjoy, and I'm going to close out this segment letting you hear one of his songs, Being Kind. We'll be right back with Nemo and EmptyHandsMusic.org. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33. 
444? People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Send out love, it keeps on rising. So I choose to close my eyelids to send positive vibes and to every living being from the ocean to the skies. And as I look at all the crisis, I realize that I just can send my love and prayers and forgive all of my rivals. To me, this is all priceless to transform all the violence through sacrifice and trying, sitting on this cushion silent. May all beings be happy, peaceful, and nonviolent. May not one being suffer in the mind, even the tyrants, may all souls find alignment with their hands, their hearts, and minds, and may all of us keep walking from ignorance to be wiser like Ooh, sending prayers out to you. That was another piece of Nemo's music from Empty Hands CD. You can download that album for free at emptyhandsmusic.org. Nimesh Patel, better known as Nemo to friends and fans, was drawn to music straight from childhood. His casual classroom raps eventually evolved into full-blown songs in college. Along with a few friends, he started the groundbreaking band Carmacy. Together, they pioneered a bilingual, often trilingual form of rap and unleashed a phenomenon. Much to their own surprise, Carmacy's hip-hop rap fuse with thoughtful lyrics struck a deep chord with audiences and their popularity caught and spread like wildfire. Their hit single, Blood Brothers, would become a cult classic, particularly amongst the young South Asian diaspora. I went from a nobody to lots of fortune and some fame. In my own eyes, I think I'm doing really well. Got lots of money, so tell nobody to worry about my wealth. As for my health... Well, it could be a little better, but take care of yourself. Love your bro. I'll storm through this weather are some of the lyrics from that song. The song closes with the elder brother telling the younger one, no, I would never let you go through what I've gone through. This is all part of Nemo's story. And again, you can go to emptyhandsmusic.org. Nemo, one thing that I want to go back to from the previous segment that you mentioned was you moved uh-huh. from a place of planning or having to control an outcome to almost an organic 
way of being allowing yourself to pull back on the impulses of having an agenda. How mm-hmm. did you assist yourself in, in working with the ego when it really wanted to do something or wanted to go back into that pattern of, of, of needing to feel noticed or needing to be something or needing to create mm. something? Talk a little bit about that because I think that's something a lot of people might have a challenge with. Yeah, thank, thanks, Simran. The, the, it's, it's a challenge um, for sure. And I remember even Mahatma Gandhi saying even at the age of 60, 70, he was always walking on a double-edged sword, meaning no matter how spiritually cultivated or nurtured or developed we are, it's as easy as not being aware and falling down really quickly. So for me, the practice was, one, I had this, I, I had this intention that I wanted to change my habit patterns, and I wanted to change the way I was responding and interacting with life and the way I was kind of living and setting goals and, and, li- and living to... Um, you know, pursue whatever my, my actions were. But the key was, I think, for me is how was I going to anchor myself in awareness throughout the day so that when those things came up, I was not just uh, blind to it, but I was actually aware of it. And so, for example, meditation um, helped become a huge anchor and an important anchor, uh, not only back then, but now and moving forward, it's becoming even more and more important for me. And for me, what it does is it anchors me daily um, in, in things that I want to work on. It's not only meditation. I think there's a lot of perceptions of it being this thing where you close your eyes and you don't think about anything and, and you start feeling this bliss. For me, it's not all about that. It really is just about trying to still my mind, control it a little more, and anchor myself in being aware of what's going on in my mind and being aware in the way I'm responding to things that are happening in my body and in my mind. So then in the day, for example, when I had created this musical with, with, with 16 of my beautiful younger brothers and sisters from our local slum communities where I, where I live in India. And I remember after two years in the journey, we, we finally came to creating the, the final product, the show that we were going to present. And we presented it on October 2nd, Mahatma Gandhi's birthday in 2011. I remember it was our first show. And we were super excited. Put up, we had poured all poured so much love and and uh, time and energy every day for the last two years. And I remember the day after the show, we got our kind of like tightly knit family from our nonprofit organizations to get just do a little feedback circle. And everybody was kind of letting me know how it wasn't as great as it could have been. And uh, this had been my first, you know, my first two years into this journey of service. And right away, the ego was just rolling up saying, mm-hmm. who are any of you to talk about this? First of all, none of you have put your time and energy into creating this show and working with these kids on a daily basis. And then all of a sudden, two years later, you have this opportunity to speak your mind and, and not give you know, any uh, positive energy, but just give trying to give feedback. And I think to be fair, it was also constructive feedback, but I was my ego was speaking in my mind. But this is where I felt like all my work that I had been doing internally, meditation, desire and intention to change my habit patterns came up here. And it beat the battle against the ego during that sharing because internally I was saying, let it go. 
and accept all the feedback and accept all the criticism and accept all the thoughts and don't think negative about anybody. Just use this all as positive fuel to improve the show. And this is all a blessing. And the reason why I want to share this story is because if I was not practicing to be aware and practicing to want to change these habit patterns, I wouldn't have noticed that at that moment in that meeting. And I would have just been furious for the next five days and depressed because I just put all my life into this thing for the last two years. And I would have just been suffering as usual and and then trying to prove myself after that. But instead, it was a few moments of that during that meeting, but then a softening of it for the next few hours. And then in the next day, ready to roll forward and make this a better show. And to me, that practice of bringing that awareness up so that when the battles come up in our day-to-day life, you're ready to respond to them and not react to them. That's how I feel, you know, that change can happen little by little. So from the outside looking in, probably for you and for others, it may have appeared that you were there to help these storm children, that you were there to help this community, that you were there to lift up and change something outside of you. Talk about what really changed and occurred inside of you from being with these children, from being in that community, from going through this process? Well, yeah. I mean, you give me the chills when you ask that question, Simran, because to me, this is what it's all about. This is the crux of, I guess, what I feel like is my life journey moving forward and that I'm not doing anything for anybody. All I have access to is purifying my own mind and heart. And then whatever comes out is for my own benefit. So for me to work with these children, they taught me everything. I wasn't teaching them anything. If anything, I could possibly have been planting seeds. That if they saw me living in a certain way and being a certain way, then they may have received some of those seeds. Um, But really, the process in working with my children in India has gifted me the opportunity to realize that all I can do is change myself. And I have a, and I really enjoy um, bringing arts and and this type of love with working with children and especially children from our under-resourced areas. So giving them an opportunity to experience new things and grow and learn and hopefully expand their horizons. But ultimately, like the Dalai Lama says, you know, he says, "Be selfish, be generous." And in this, whatever people might see on the outside as generosity or service, to me, is my own selfishness. But when those two combine and create a cycle, there's probably nothing better for this planet to have than that, where we as human beings feel blessed in helping and being a part of other people's journeys. So um, for me, yeah, this is that journey, that wanting to serve, wanting to be an instrument of small um, you know, offerings, of, of helping in small ways um, without hurting anybody, and if I can do that while I'm here before I leave or until I leave, um, then that's it. And I think the best way to do that for me is to make sure that my spirit and my intention is in the right space, to make sure that my ego is not the leader and that my heart is um, guiding the way and that everything else is following it. So thus, the internal journey is so important for me. 
because that needs to be the guide. And the external that comes out from that, will I know for sure 100% not harm anyone and hopefully help the planet in a small way? So there are two places that probably for people are the most difficult of the blocks. And you brought up one of them earlier. It would be money. People aren't sure how to let go or how they'll survive or how they'll get taken care of. And your entire uh, tour that you did last year, everything that you do, the music, you do it in a very service-based way. What I discovered on the Rebel Road in doing things that way is that everything really does get taken care of and you Mm. get more than enough than what you need. You may not get excess, but you will get what you need. So when we get back from the break, I'd love for you to share your insight on both money and also how to balance the external good with the internal work. I am here with Nemo, and you can find out more about him at emptyhandsmusic.org. Definitely download the music here. It is incredible. He's done a beautiful job, and the lyrics will definitely touch your heart. You will find yourself walking around, humming them, singing them, and sharing with them, especially share them with children because they absolutely love them. And Mm -hmm. you will find that they will be singing them as well. I'm going to close out this segment with one of my favorites of Nemo's, which is called Planting Seeds. So enjoy this song as we close out, and we'll be right back with Nimesh, Nemo Patel. It takes a long time to show in. We plant the seeds then, and we look at them now. But the roots are always growing, no matter if I'm there or never around. Whatever grows will grow. Whatever dies will die. Whatever works will work. Whatever flies will fly, whatever fails will fail, what's meant to soar will soar, I am planting seeds. Nothing's like your whole life. You've been training for this moment, and when the time comes, you just disown it, meaning you just surrender, don't control it. Not interested in the clay pots and molded, sitting next to the path, trying to unfold it, or waiting for the fruits to fall down for you. Let it go, and now you're flowing, feeling quite gorgeous, so you take steps away instead of towards it. What a rush, feeling freedom with nothing to hold. We've been taught that what you touch will always turn to gold, and now we're learning, but we let it go. It overflows with no credit to take, there's no credit to own. A higher power working deeper with the seed. Are sown, and when the seeds are true, then the seeds of gold. But the real gold is yours when life starts to flow, and when it does, you just smile because now you know. It's been a long time running, I never knew then what I know I know now. Let the fruits they always come in, but you can't go around just knocking them down. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach, a wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? 
Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great. Have more energy. Sleep better. Gently detox. Lose unhealthy weight and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Women, it will be such a struggle without you. Couldn't imagine how I would ever make it through. The beauty that you bring to my life is so true. That's why I appreciate you. You are a woman. It will be such a struggle without you. Couldn't imagine how I would ever make it through. The beauty that you bring to my life is so true. That's why I appreciate you. You are a woman. You're like an aberration of my imagination. There's no exaggeration to describe my adoration. For all the things that you bring to our lives. When I look in your eyes, I see the past and the future. From the mother to the wife, you the giver of life. And from the daughter to the sister, you the lifter of strife. You the pati, the anti, the shakti, the shanti, maharani. I'm so lucky just to have so many of you in my life. Looking out for me, with that smile sweeter than honey. And it's never been a moment I've had to doubt that you love me. Even though I'm crazy and sometimes I don't have a clue. But as a man, there's certain things I just have to do. And I appreciate how even when you can't relate, how you always seem to take my word with trust and have faith. You are the picture of patience, the definition of love. And no matter how much we tell you, it can never be enough. We love you, and it would be such a struggle without you. Couldn't imagine how I could ever make it through. All the beauty that you bring to my life is so true. That's why I That last song you just heard was Ode to Women. It is one of my favorites on the CD. Uh, definitely check out all of the work that Nemo is doing at his website, emptyhensmusic.org. You'll find out more of what's going on in addition to being able to download the music. Nemo began to build deep relationships with the children. He laughed and played with them while also modeling discipline and steadily becoming an older brother to each one. He taught them to sing, dance, and act, often in 120-degree heat, and gave them unconditional love. This was part of what Nemo was there for, but they were also there to teach him, and he gained a lot through the experience both in India and traveling around with them. You can find out more about the tour if you go to TEDx, and you can watch him talk about some of what occurred during that time and also some of the other insights. It's a beautiful TEDx segment, so definitely look that up on YouTube. Nima, we were talking about two primary areas that people probably have the most challenge with, and it is the area of money and being in fear around that, and then the area of balance and trying to balance both the external and the internal. Can you talk a little bit about your perspective on those two? 
Yeah. Um, thank you, Simran. I think for me, it, it, it's the same as well. When I, when I decided that I wanted to experiment with my life in service, uh, the first question that comes up automatically is, well, then how are you going to take care of yourself? How are you going to sustain? And um, one of the first experiments I did, Simran, I remember reading Mahatma Gandhi's autobiography in his book, um, The Story of My Experiments with Truth. And one of the experiments he had done, which inspired me, was he accounted for, he did a daily accounting of each rupee that he had been spending. And he said, you know, in that, in that, what I got out of it was it's, it's important um, to, this was important for me to understand my relationship with money. Where was the money going? And so for three years, um, starting in 2009 end, for three years, I had started taking account of every single rupee or dollar that I was spending, even penny, and categorizing it. I know it sounds kind of weird, but I was categorizing. I was like, okay, this one was going into transportation one. This one was going into food one. This was going into food two, which might be restaurants, et cetera. Food one would be groceries. This one's going into toiletries. Okay, this was, For three years, every single piece of monetary unit that I was using, I was categorizing and trying to see on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, and yearly basis, what my habit patterns were. Wow, that's and powerful. The, the reason I did that, though, was because I wanted to know that and trust and have faith in myself that I was living a very simple and um, life that I felt was true to what I wanted to be and that I wasn't going in excess. And if I was, then trying to understand why and where was it going and what are the patterns. And with that, after three years, I chose to stop accounting because I felt comfortable. I felt that even if I was given a million dollars or if I had a billion dollars, my habit patterns wouldn't change. I, I really started trusting myself. So for me, the first step in this process of understanding money and relationship with it and knowing that, hey, what's what do I need? What's was just understanding my, my own practices, my own patterns and my own um, habits of, of spending and relationship with material stuff and where it's all going. When I felt comfortable with that. And as I simplified my life even more, um, it, it felt really comforting for me. I felt very free. I felt very happy that I don't need much and that I'm, and, and that I'm good. And yeah, of course, if there's something beautiful or if my family goes on a vacation and then they take me with them, then I'm like, wow, this is also a blessing. But what was good is I didn't feel this need for to do certain things or to be in certain places or to have certain things. So for me, that was kind of step one. And then step two was also part of the process, which is having faith that if my intention is pure and clear in wanting to help others, that the world would support me in whatever way it came. And I'm not just talking about financially. There's so many different forms of capital. Financial capital is one aspect. There's social capital. There's emotional capital. There's spiritual capital. There's material capital. There's necessity-based capital. There's um, all forms of capital. So it's not that financial capital is what feeds us only. So for me, it was this journey of saying, of trying to understand. And I learned from the people around me because I saw a lot of beautiful souls around me that had been living this life 
have been living this life of service. And when times um, were rough or when things were needed, they were, it, it always conspired to help. The universe always conspired to help them. So for me, it was a good chance to start experimenting with that. And over the years, it's just been reinforced every single time. That as long as I focus on what I'm doing and my purity of what I'm trying to offer and, and making sure it's not coming from an ego base or a selfish base, that it's for the benefit of others, whatever I want to do, then what I started realizing is that everything starts working out. Everything starts being taken care of. And many times even more than you ever need. And to me, this journey, again, then it goes back to making sure that I'm coming from that space. I need to just keep on focusing on my spirit, my intention, my purity, and everything else will be taken care of. That's powerful. It definitely is an area that I think people are challenged with, and money is the metaphysical equivalent to relationship. And so I believe that when we deepen our relationship to self, we also deepen the ability to have what we need show up. When mm. when you were going through the process, um, another thing that I found very interesting and, and in common with our two journeys was you write or, or you said that when Blood Brothers was written, it, it almost foreshadowed your own journey, it, it, that springboarding of Karmacy's rapid rise, and the story behind that almost led you down that glittering success road and, and that place of superficial connections and content and the crisis of that is-this-it kind of question. And what I also discovered was when I did my TEDx, when I sung the songs that I was singing on the Rebel Road, what ended up taking place was the playing out of that whole journey as well. And it mm. illustrates the power of the Word. It illustrates the power that we have in our ability to create. Mm. The words that you write now, the lyrics that you write now, are so service-based and so loving and so oneness-oriented and so uh, opening of the heart. How has that now been created in your life? Well, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I really, I do, I do believe that those words that are on this album, Empty Hands, um, is really... Um, the wisdom and the gifts and blessings of all these souls that have taught me so much over the past six, seven years. And um, sharing it in this way has allowed it to reach many people, I guess, across the planet in, in, in all different walks of life. And what it has done is it has really attracted that energy um, and allowed me to connect with all those spaces across the planet. And, um, you know, I, I leave my website um, open for people to invite me to come uh, be a part of their community and share the music and the message. And because of that, there, there have been hundreds of invitations all over. And what it has allowed me to do is be in those spaces where people are trying to cultivate or nurture or plant seeds of compassion, of gratitude, of service, of oneness in their own small communities and pockets all over the world. And to just be able to be present for a micro moment, whether it's a day or a week in those hundreds and hundreds of communities across the planet has 
it's been it's been so powerful. It's given me new life and new people say, well, you just you're doing this long tour. You you know you're never in the same place, the same over two days, and this long seven months isn't it tiring? And it's like the opposite in a sense. I feel like I tell you know I tell everyone that my my soul is being fed, and I don't get tired. You can't get tired when your soul is being fed. Mahatma Gandhi has this beautiful quote. He says, my feet are tired, but my soul is rested. And what I'm receiving from the energy that's being created from people's relationship with these words and these songs and this, these messages um, is just refueling of the soul. And that allows me to keep, you know, believing and keep walking and keep um, deepening or trying to deepen my relationship with these values. The journey that you've been on has been one of being the example. It, it's, it's been one of modeling something to people around you, both the young children in front of you, the people that were in the communities that you left before you started. What has changed in the people that you knew from the time you left Wall Street that have known what you've done. Uh, I know that in my own journey, uh, when I got on an RV with two kids, there were many that thought I'd lost my mind, and I had, had no idea what I was about to do. And yet towards the end of that, they saw what was really happening and how it was much bigger than just a trip or just bigger than that kind mm. of experience. Speak a little to how... If you have helped shift perspectives, or that it's okay if some people don't resonate with the same type of journey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the most important things for me is to just practice non-judgment towards myself or towards anybody else. So I am surrendered to whatever anybody feels or judges or says. It's okay. Um, but on the other hand, you're you're right. I. I mean, literally today, just two hours ago, I won't, I won't name her, but a, a very, a very good friend and a very successful friend um, uh, from the Bay Area just called me and and uh, wanted to share what you were just saying, and, and and she was just sharing that she felt like um, what I'm doing is uh, is so relevant, so important, and so uh, so beyond. I guess most people's understanding is like it's so ahead of the time that she felt like this is it. This is all we have with the way the world is going and the direction um, that darkness is seeping in from that planting seeds in our, in our youth. This is, she was coming from the angle of, of our children, but she felt like what empty hands is having a chance to do is the only opportunity we have um, to see grace on this planet is by planting seeds of love and, and harmony in our children. And, um, and she was just really reaching out to just share the support and saying that, you know, thank you. I, I don't know how many people see it, but I'm seeing it, you know, and, and she was expressing it in a very powerful way. And, and there, I think there are, have been a lot of friends that may have been actually, you know, concerned about me and my journey who now really get it and really, um, feel blessed that they are a small part of it and that I could be a small part of theirs. So um, I think ultimately it's been received well by the people um, that are around me 
um, and that have supported me or may not have seen what I see and why I'm doing it. And I didn't see it at that time either. I'm just walking and I don't see anything now either. I just feel like keep walking step by step and let it unfold. And who knows um, when it's going to come to an end and what you're trying to do, but just do it with the right intention. But I think people well, I want to um, around thank me. You. I want to thank yeah. you so much for the work that you've done on, on the planet, uh, unknowingly, unknowing where it was going to go or, or who it was going to touch. It definitely is something that opens people's hearts. I invite you all to visit EmptyHandsMusic.org. It is a nonprofit. You can download the album Empty Hands for free. You can go there and find out if you can invite him. Definitely click on the video and watch Planting Seeds and some of the other videos of some of the songs that are on YouTube. They will open your heart, they will deepen your love, and they will allow you to feel more compassion. Find out more at EmptyHandsMusic.org. Nemo, thank you again for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Until next Thank you, week, Simran. I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and at love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.